Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah Wednesday morning. It's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Arafat is the name on this beautiful morning. Yes, it's me. I will be with you from now till 12 o'clock. Of course, none other than Haji Suleiman Esop. He's not looking too good this morning. He's looking as if um, a truck hit him from the side or from the left. I don't know, Haji Suleiman Esop. He says, Molana, definitely from the back. He says, <laughs> hey, Haji Suleiman Esop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking, he's not looking so happy this morning. I don't know. I, normally, I know he, he will look at me, he will smile, he'll say something. But anyway. They say every day is uh, a different day. Am I right, Haji Suleiman? So, yes. Every day is not the same. The vibe is different. Uh, the moods are different. Uh, you know what I mean? Your clothes are different. The people around you, they also be <laughs> different. So that's, that's how it goes. How are you guys doing, my wonderful listeners of uh, Marqa Sahaba? The voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. I need to know where are, uh, where are our overseas listeners, Haji Suleiman Esop? Australia, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Swaziland, Botswana. What other countries? London, UK, New Zealand, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Mauritius, the United Arab Emirates. Where are our uh, 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 overseas listeners? I know last week we had one from Russia. So quickly, send me a message on um, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. It's about sunny this uh, morning. The sun is out, so it's a good thing. You know, because yesterday it was raining, the weather was not too good. This morning it was brrrr. I say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Well, it's the 19th of Shawwal 1444, which is also the 10th of uh, May 2023. I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And I want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'a. Let's welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad. He's looking, mashallah, Ustad, it's a beautiful morning. Welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Ustad, before we begin with our questions, your rundown for your program, apparently you will be leaving, inshallah, after the program to Durban, Ustad. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillah, today is the 19th of Shawwal with the grace 1444 with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, inshallah. All the night programs, Isha Salat is 7.15. Jamaat is 7.15. So about 7.35 or so, the programs will start at all the venues, inshallah. So tonight we are, inshallah, in Tongat, the railway masjid, next to the railway, and that will be Maulana Padia and them, Hafiz Nushad and so forth. So we'll be there after Isha, the lecture will be there tonight, inshallah. So Isha will be there with the Tongat Masjid. Tomorrow night is Pingo Hills. That is Thursday night, inshallah. And then Jumma, Melanson, not Melanson, that Glennon Road. 
Glennon Road, and that is Sufi Masjid, Glennon Road, opposite our Marcus Sahaba studio. So where Hafiz Uwais is, mashallah. So that is where we will be for Jumma. Azan is 12.10, and the lecture will start, inshallah, at 12.20, inshallah, Aziz. And then that Friday night, we'll be in Masjid Mahmood, and that is where Mawlana Muhammad, Mawlana Ibrahim Badat are, the Badat's Masjid, we say, and Masjid Mahmood, also 7.15 Jamaat, inshallah, and then 7.35 or so, we will start. Then Saturday is the Hajj Seminar, so mine will be the last talk, so it will be after 12, inshallah, al-Aziz. So inshallah, all these programs will be live, inshallah, al-Aziz, with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, on Sirius FM and on Sir Ayyul Ansar International and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Alu Sunnah Jama'a. And obviously, we will send out the podcast and so forth and so on. So make dua all, may Allah, Jalla takes us safely, accept all these programs. And again, we have to thank our brother Ibrahim Anderson, Mona Arafat, Mona Salim Karim. MashaAllah, yesterday seven brothers embraced Islam, <laughs> and today four sisters embraced Islam. So Allah Jalla Wala uses us for his deen right till our last breath and always Allah Allah destroy the enemies especially the Jutlas, the Haramis we know what they are doing in Gaza and so forth in Palestine Masjid Al-Aqsa and we should make dua Allah Allah guide them and if there is no guidance for them Allah decimate, destroy them similarly what is happening in India so many problems for the Muslims so Allah Allah guide them and if there is no guidance for them Allah Allah destroy the idol worshippers and the people who belong to the mushrikeen faith and hinduism because quran has taught us in surah 5 verse 82 your worst worst enemies now and in the future are the jutlas the jews and the mushrikeen idol worshippers hindus we don't say every jew we never say every hindu but we definitely will say majority Hindus and majority Jews and you must remember you can just see what's happening in apartheid Israel and apartheid India so Almighty Allah envelop us with his mercy and help this Ummah who is suffering during this time here hmm. Ustad let's go to overseas somebody says here Ustad that uh, I had a baby and 40 days not yet over my menstruation is finished completely and just wanted to know if I can keep my fast and perform my salah Rahim. We have to rephrase that question. You're confusing things, sister. Whether you are in Australia, New Zealand, America, Europe, this is not your menses. When you give birth, then postnatal is called nifas. So don't confuse issues. What you get every month or every six weeks, ten weeks, whatever, that is called a haith. In English, we call it menses, periods, and so forth. When you gave birth, so that you call nifas, N-I-F-A-S. And in English, postnatal. So don't confuse issues. So what you are in is your nifas. So in nifas, Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahimahullah, state the maximum period is 40 days. Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, rahimahullah, state that the maximum period is 60 days. So we must be clear on all these issues here. Now, you gave birth, so mashallah, we didn't tell us it's a baby boy or baby girl. You can just send a message quickly through there to Mona Arafat, say just baby boy or baby girl, and then we will give you the maslas regarding that. Anyway, whether it's a boy or a girl, so what you must do is this. He says lurky was that. Ah, lurky. So then it's a girl, mashallah, the Quran Sharif speaks about when you gave birth to a baby girl. So that is very good. So remember, Almighty Allah speaks of that in Surah 42. Surah to Shura, verses 49 and 50. 
Mashkur. Allah has mentioned, you must remember, the daughter, daughters first, then the boys. So it shows that that is tafawul. It's a good omen and a good sign for that family there. So you must give adhan in the right ear. You must give iqama in the left ear. You must make the tahnik. And that is, you take the dates insert in the baby's mouth on the seventh day. Today the baby is born Wednesday. Then remember on Tuesday is the seventh day. So one goat or one sheep you must slaughter for the baby girl, for the lurki. And thereafter you shave the hair and then you apply zafran saffron on the head of the baby. You name the baby Amatullah, Amatul Rahman are the best name for a baby girl. And the hadith in Tirmidhi, Ahabul Asma ilallah, Abdullah wa Abdurrahman. And for boy and girl, Amatullah, Amatul Rahman, open Mishkat Sharif, Tirmidhi Sharif. Thereafter, remember, you give out some charity and so forth. Now, after 28 days, 30 days, your menses, not menses, because you use the word menses, so that's wrong. Your nifas, and that is your postnatal stopped. So now completely you sure. So you must then take a first gusal, a compulsory mandatory bath, and thereafter you resume your salat, you resume your fasting, you resume your tilawat of Quran, everything. All the salat you must and so forth, there's no qada for that, remember, because of your nifas. Similarly, like menses, there's no qada for your salat. But for your fasting, there will be qada, obviously, if you must eat, remember, during your month of Ramadan. So all these matters you should know, sister. Ustad, let's go to market. Uh, Anonymous says that uh, Mufti Sahib, what is the masala pertaining to women covering their feet in namaz? Because my brother-in-law says it's not necessary for it to be covered, but the namaz is valid. We'll start. Remember, you must tell your brother-in-law and them, they must keep quiet. You must remember, mm. when they don't know things, they must just keep quiet. Today, 70-80% of this ummah is total jahil and ignorant. And then they want to issue fatawa and verdicts and so forth when they don't even know how to read Quran properly. They don't even know 10-20 ahadis by heart and so forth. Go read Surah 24. You must remember Surah Nur. Our mother Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha used to say, Allimu nisa'akum surat al-nur. Teach your female surah nur. Surah 24 and 64 verses there. And verse number 31. So all my Allah says, Wala yadribna bi'arjulihinna liyu'lama ma yukhfina min zinatihin. So remember, do not stamp your legs and your feet and so forth so that you expose your beauty. You know today the street ladies, the prostitutes, how they came there to Eastern Cape because of MBZ and these murtads were visiting South Africa. So there is their habit that cheap street ladies, they will stamp their feet and so forth and they expose their zina. So therefore, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal say, whenever a lady goes out and emerges from a house, is wajib, is farz, is compulsory. She must cover her feet. And that is, whether she's reading salat or whether it's out of salat, is compulsory. Hanafi say it is better, mustahab, non-compulsory. Similarly, in salat, Hanafi say for the lady, if she covers the feet with stocking, socks, all that is better but not compulsory but majority scholars say it's compulsory my sister and then my grand you know my nieces and all of them they gone for umrah obviously with their husband or grandfather or somebody so you must remember I told each one of them for you ladies when you're going to perform the tawaf although you follow the Hanafi school it's first is wajib for you to wear you must remember the stockings or the socks how can that be permissible. You ride me by the Baytullah and your feet are exposed and you touching the men and the men are touching you. So we also must use our intelligence, you know. <laughs> common sense nowadays is not, com- is not common, remember. So therefore, what the brother said, we reject it totally. You must remember, you understand tafakkuh fiddin. What <laughs> is understanding fiqh? So liyatafakkuhu fiddin. So only Hanafis will tell you the salat is valid, but majority scholars will say the salat is null and void. So therefore, we must encourage our Hanafi ladies also to wear 
the stockings and socks and so forth and when you are in Makkah especially then you must wear the stockings or the socks because the, imagine right by Baytullah you're committing Quran says if you just make irada intention of wrong Allah will punish you severely chapter 22 verse 25 so when you make intention of deviation oppression transgression we will unleash a terrible punishment for that person there so therefore we must be clear on these issues i see by saying but mufti sab how can he see uh, the uh, feet if he's the brother-in-law who started. so you must remember that maybe they just asked him it is not necessary now he must see it people ask questions now people ask me questions it don't mean now i saw it or something so okay Ustad, uh, don't you think we need grandmothers to again take the initiative of matchmaking the family children and others as was done in the past nowadays it's so difficult Ustad. The problem comes from the time the baby is born. See, we got that question now from overseas. Which country? Allah alone knows. We don't have to mention it. It's fine. I just said New Zealand, Australia, America, Europe, whatever. So when we see today what happens, the parents themselves are neglecting their duties from day one. The baby is born. Then what happens? So, you know, Allah Ta'ala puts in your head certain ideas. It's not in the books you read this. So I decided with Allah's help, Allah's mercy, to call this the C syndrome, A, B, C. So what will happen when a baby is born? So first thing, clothing. Then the child is growing up. Today, the children, they want cell phone when they're six months old, one year old already. I saw myself. So then they'll get cell phone, then they'll get cash, then they'll get CD, then they'll get computers, then they will get, you must remember, the cars when they grow up. So all these things will happen, C, 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 all that. But the greatest C, nor does the father bother, nor does the mother bother. In most cases, I'm speaking of Muslims, I love my non-Muslims. Ma nahala walidun nahlan ahsana min adabin hasan. The greatest gift you can give, you must remember, is good character, good manners, good morals, and so forth. Hadith in Tirmidhi. This is where the Ummah is losing out. The parents are not role models. Let us be honest. You put a hundred Muslim couples there. Can you say that mother will be a role model for her daughter? Can you say the father will be a role model for the son? Let us be honest. The parents will tell the son, don't smoke, but the father whole day got his beery and cigarette and cigar in his mouth. The mother will say, they switch off the TV, but they busy whole day with Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood. They will say, dress modestly, but you'll see the mother is running around with a swimming costume when they go into wombats and here and mm. there and all that. So how, what signal are you sending? Surah 66, verse 6. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanuku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. Oh, you who believe, save yourself, save your children, grandchildren from the fire. So these are the issues first we have to grapple with. Nanima, dadima, grandparents, alhamdulillah, Allah give them long life. We must learn to take their du'as and so forth. But today's children, grandchildren, make them fools. They say, Nanima, you don't know about email. You don't know about WhatsApp. You don't know about the laptops and the computers and all these things. Yeah? So from then at a young age, we must train our children to appreciate the elders in the family. Mm. Let me tell you another thing. In this field, we are Mohan Arafat, myself, all that, right? So we are in this field. I'm in this field for over 40, 50 years almost now. So the, uh, the point I want to make, if I have to make mashura or if I want to know a masla or whatever, I will never go to these young, young people, young Molvies in it, never. I'll go to the senior, senior people, Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haqsab, Hafidullah, our teacher, Hazrat Mawana Ahmad Sadiq, Desai Sab, Hafidullah. So in life, always you must remember that you youngsters, if you want barakah in your life, then go to the seniors in your family. Mm. Now, who are the seniors? Your grandparents and so forth. They don't know all the gadgets you know, but they got so much experience, and experience is one of the greatest teachers of humanity. Remember that. 
So that is why it's so important that and significant that we must make qadr and appreciate our old people. Not go dumb them there in the old age home and then you make this Sunday, 14th of May, and you tell me it is Mother's Day and all that. That culture is a curse culture. And people who are promoting it are promoting absolute haram as far as Islam goes. So we must know that first the duties of the parents, then you, the children, grandchildren, take the du'as of the grandfather, grandmother. They only go to dada, daddy, nana, nani, hey, give me some money, pesa, pesa. That is not the way that... My nanny ma, I give you my example. <laughs> my nanny ma, so remember, she passed away 27 night Ramadan. She was very, very pious. We used to sit on the cement, remember, no carpet and all that. You sit on the cement and some crock, there will be one piece there, or carpet, but nothing real carpet in it. Then Nanima would tell us stories. You understand? Pirani Pir, Hazrat Sira, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, Imam Abu Hanifa, the Sahabi, this, that. Some stories till today, I can't find no reference for it. So meaning maybe it's not even an authentic story, but that was not important. What she did, she instilled values, she instilled the love of Islam, instilled the love of the Wasallam, the love for, for Almighty Allah, for Nabi Wasallam, for Sahaba, Uliyaullah. Which parent does that today? Which grandparent does that today? All sit and watch TV. All watch Bollywood, Bollywood entertainment, this, that. Mm. So when you haram activities are day and night, then you don't expect good results. I mean, it's common sense, you know. So that is what we input, output. Remember that. So that is what we must learn. Allah, what a beautiful answer, Ustad. Ustad, allow me to read this. Uh, the listener wants to tell Mufti Sabi is from Cape Town. I have read your answers regarding homosexuality. I accept wholeheartedly that it is haram and completely against our faith. I have always had desires to the same gender. I have made you dua to Allah many times to take this away and put what is halal in my heart. But this dua has not been answered. I'm 23 years old. I fear it may never be. Please, Mufti Sab, help me. I am from Cape Town, Ustad. May Buddha from Cape Town, let me give you three things. Number one, all Maitya Allah mentions in the Noble Quran about Lut alayhi salatu salam. Mm-hmm. I'll just mention one, two places. There's so many places one can mention. But I'll just mention to you one, two places so you must understand how serious a crime it is. It's worse than zina, worse than fornication and adultery and all that. So you must remember this, right? That's the first thing. Second one is this. You must see how Almighty Allah, Jalla punished them. You see? So all these things here are lessons for us. When I read for you, I'm reading now for you, right? So Surah Hud, chapter number 11. Just read that page there. And Surah Hud, page Surah number 11 and verses number 77. And it goes on right till the end of the Ruku 83. 77 to 83. See today the Jutlas, the Haramis, the Zionists. They are there in Palestine. Allah Ta'ala, they left two signs for humanity and posterity. What? Allah Ta'ala made that portion of earth, Sodom and Gomorrah, that the lowest point of altitude. I went there five times with Allah's help to Palestine. So we've been there several times. So it's to show humanity, if you're going to indulge in this, you will become the lowest of lowest and lowest, even worse than animals. See, even the animal doesn't go to his own gender. You are the masterpiece of Allah's creation, one. Two, you must remember, nowadays the governments, they promote LGBT. Saudi, Harami, MBS, Murtad bin Shaitan, they made official policy, all LGBT people welcome in Saudi Arabia. They want to hoodwink the public and the world that now we are very, very broad-minded. You go to Saudi and send one tweet, one message against him, against MBS, and see what will happen to you. So you must remember these things. There's two. Third one, Your question is wrong, my brother. 
Your question is this, that Allah Ta'ala is not accepting my du'as, so now directly, indirectly, you want to blame Allah Ta'ala. This is an old trick of the people who are gay, old trick of the people who are homosexual. They will say, no, Allah Ta'ala created me. Simple example, a guy goes and rob a bank. Mm-hmm. A guy goes and pull the trigger. He says, no, Allah Ta'ala created me. Allah forbid al billah that I must be a zani, I must commit fornication, adultery. That, uh, see, i just show you something while I'm on the topic. Yesterday in South Africa, they're calling him the graveyard rapist. This guy used to take small, small girls. The youngest girl he took was seven years old to the graveyard and raped Not one, several young, young girls he did. So now in our South Africa, that they said he is life sentence. So when I heard that on the radio, when I was driving here to the masjid coming back, I said, you see, that is the problem with South Africa. Now that chap will be in jail for 10, 20, 30 years. Who must pay all his expenses? He's eating, drinking, sleeping. We have to pay the taxpayer. A guy like that, he admitted, he confessed, he raped several girls and so forth at the graveyard. He's seven years old. If you got common sense as a Muslim, if you got common sense as a non-Muslim, I please, I put this question to you. You must juxtapose it, draw a comparison. Islam will say in a case like that, give him the death penalty. Mm. And you say, no, give him that, this. So which one is better for the community? I'm asking you. But you see, you got 82 murders a day. You got over 50 rapes here because your punishments are hopeless and useless. And then you want to draw from us. We are the people who are the taxpayers, the ministers or whoever sit on their laurels get think of Adi and just get more fat and good for nothing, most of them. So you must always understand the wisdom of Islam. So for your homosexuality, gay business, the same law applies. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Uqtulul fa'il wal mafool. When there are two consenting parties, they are sane and mature, then take them in public and give them the death penalty. So that is what Islam teaches us. And never ever blame Allah Ta'ala for our folly, for our vices, for our sins. Say it is my weakness, it is my shortcoming, and so forth and so on. Mm. I don't know you, brother, but one day your so-called imam, he wanted to debate with me. Twice mm-hmm. he debated with me. Once I was in Mecca, and he was here, and so forth. And obviously we finished him up. Once he was here in the Johannesburg area also, he debated with me. So I, I told him straight, you so-called imam, that remember you die now. We will announce that no Muslim must ever bury you in a Muslim graveyard. Because he says homosexuality is permissible, Allah forbid. He says all these ayats of Lut salam was when they were raping one another. But if there is consent from both sides, then he says permissible. 100% murtad out of the fall of Islam. That is what he said. So you must remember these things. So don't ever. So now learn the dua. The dua is mentioned there in Mustad Ahmad. What is the dua? Allahumma hassin ha swad noon farji. Allahumma hassin farji. O Almighty Allah, protect my private part. You know, hisnun in Arabic means a fort. In the olden days, there used to build big, big forts. And the Mujahideen used to go in there for protection and so forth. The enemy, you go to Khaybar, the Jutlas, you have all the forts. They're still there. So you must remember that in this case here, we're saying, Ya Allah, fortify, protect my private part. So now when I was in Canada, Toronto, and here and then... Uh, so they say there's a gay mosque. You understood? There's a gay mosque. So it's all haram, all murtas, all shaitans. So they say, come, we can visit it. I say, no, you can't visit it. Because when these guys go in Ruku, you don't know what they're going to do. You see? So when they go into Ruku, you don't know what they're going to do. So you must remember this type of things here. All shaitaniyat, Islam. Islam is the only faith that can save humanity, remember, and give us salvation in this world hereafter. It comes to zina, fornication, it said, Wala taqrabu zina, don't even go near it. 
When it comes to this, you must remember it said never ever can a male, two men sleep together in one bed. Two women sleep in one bed. Why? Because then you're going to promote sihak, lesbianism. In Arabic it's called musahaka sihak. And you're going to promote gay business and all these things. Yes, sodomy and liwat and so forth. And Islam said it's punishable by death. So that is what you must understand. So make sincere tawbah, start fasting, cry to Allah, Allah mahasin farji, and all these bad friends, bad elements, sever all ties with them, and never ever <laughs> think that Allah Ta'ala has made you like that. No. You must say, it is my own weakness that I have all this nonsense in me. So then, inshallah, you will come right. He says, by a kasi ustada. He says, uh, can... Uh, can echo your latter bell, Muftisab. Yeah, Fandak, I can't that Durban to a communicap start to me. So you must remember that. No, I buy a biasach. There's next on to say, you must remember. He said, You want to contact me and all. There's nothing else to say. I told you whatever I want to say. Ustad, would the nikah terminate if the daughter in law looked at her father in law in a lustful manner without the father in law's knowledge? Ustad. So if they just looked at one another that they were showering or the one party was showering or dressing, undressing, and then you looked with lust, that doesn't make the hurmat a musahara, that they must be touching with lust and so forth and so on. So in that case, they, everybody's nikah is valid. You must remember that the father-in-law's nikah to mother-in-law is valid, your nikah to your husband, the daughter-in-law, so all that is still valid. But... You must take great heed from here. In Islam, zina don't mean only a husband and wife because intimate with one another and so. Zina has got a big, remember, connotation and meaning. Habibuna Wasallam spoke about zinal aynain, the zina of the eyes, zinal yadain. So when you look at pornography, you look at haram mm. things, all is zina of the eyes. You touch the lady you can't suppose to touch. You touch the male, then is zina of the of the hands. You walk towards them, is zina of the feet. So Islam, it nips everything in the bud. Remember that. Before, the kuffar system is what? Let everybody smoke. Then they will tell you that now you are addicted. Okay, go to the rehab. Then now take, you must remember, alcohol, let everybody smoke, let everybody drink. You're 16 years old, 18 years old, whatever the law is in different countries. Then they'll tell you you're a drunky, you are addicted, now go to the rehab. Islam says from the start, those things must not be given and must be illegal finished. So you solve the problem like that. So Islam solves the problems from the roots. They want to solve it from the fruits, from on top. It can't work like that. So therefore, all these Western countries become a failure when it comes to fornication, adultery, gay business, and lesbian, and all these issues. I see the sister says from Binoni Ustad, did Mufti AKC, the video clip, is going viral of Brother Asi bowing down to a stone. My husband says, let's not judge him. My husband is waiting to meet him. Please advise, what must I do? He doesn't want to listen to anyone. Ustad. Asi is a pakka kafir. You can quote me anyway. Every Shia is a pakka kafir. I sent something to Moana Arafat today. I don't know if you sent it out or not. Did you send it out? Gee, Ustad, I am telling you this, and still if you don't have, you must remember, understanding, then you must check your own iman. Khomeini, I give you references. We don't talk from our own side. Khomeini, who's his guru? Mm. Asi's guru is, he considers him very great. He considers him to be greater than Amir Muawiyah and Sahaba and all of them. Khomeini, Khomeini, Pakka Kafir, remember that. So Khomeini writes, in Tawdihul Masail, you can make muta prostitution for one hour. I have the book by me. Second one, Khomeini writes in Zubdatul Ahkam, that when the muta time period, everything is finished, then wala tawarutha baynahuma, they don't inherit, and wala iddata alayha. So it means that when she's finished here with one guy, the next day she can go to another guy, and next day to another. So is that not prostitution I'm asking you? He promoting prostitution, Khomeini la anahullah. Third one, go open Kashful Asrar. He says, Sayyidina Umar is a kafir, non-Muslim, Allah, Yazubillah, Nakale kufar, kufar na bashit. 
They are hatred for Sayyidah Bakr, Sayyidah Umar, Sayyidah Usman, Sayyidah Aisha, Sayyidah Hafsa. It's so intense that especially Sayyidah Umar, I saw with my own eyes. It was, remember, 5th of uh, Rabiul Awal, a Friday, because the next Friday I was in Tehran. So the first Friday I was there in Kashan, and I told that guy, Zari, I want to see this place. He said, I'll take you now, it's very near. And the murderer of Sayyidina Umar, so Fairuz Abu Lu'lu al-Majusi, you must remember that he's the person who murdered Sayyidina Umar, fire worshipper, and they built a mazar and a shrine for him. Asi, I, I told Muhammad Arafat and all of them to send it out, that you see him, he's bowing down to the stones and mm. all these things. So 100% kufr and shirk, all these things is. So therefore, we rule Shias 100% kufar. And if you are not prepared to say that, that Shias are kufar, then you are a traitor to Islam and a traitor to Sahaba. And we will have shirk regarding your iman also. And that goes for all these Mulvis mm. and Imams and Sheikhs and Mufatiyas who call themselves Muftis and so forth, but they can't pass a public fatwa against, you must remember, the Shias because they get money and so forth for their madrasa or for their radios or for their institutions or whatever you want to call it. So, Nabi Quran is defending Sahaba so many places. Chapter 9, verse 79. Those people who criticize Sahaba mock at them for yaskharuna minhum. Allah says, Allah minhum. Allah ta'ala, well, you must remember, mock them. When you're mocking Sahaba, well, and this Asi, he mocks Amir Muawiyah, <laughs> radiallahu anh, openly. So I sent it out even a few days ago. Wallahum adabun alim, and for them it's a painful punishment. They go to Jahannam forever. And you must remember Habibuna sallallahu sallam was, is, will always be the only rahmatulil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is, what did he say? That when you see people cursing, swearing, reviling my companions, then say, Allah's curse be upon you. So therefore we say openly, Allah's curse is on Khomeini mm. and on the followers of Khomeini, whether it's somebody's husband or somebody's brother, or, we're not here to carry favor with anybody. Mm. We are here to propagate the deen of Islam, to defend the deen of Islam. Absolutely haram to go meet such shaitans mm. in Islam. So before we go for an ad break, uh, the sister says, if the husband goes, is, is he a murder? Is the nikah broken or not? So if he agrees with Asi and Khomeini, then he's out of the fall of Islam and your nikah is broken. If he agrees with them and he believes that, then he's out of the fall of Islam. Automatically your nikah is broken. 19 minutes to 12. We'll go for an interval. When we come back, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah When it's uh, 16 minutes uh, to 12 It's a beautiful morning here in Johannesburg Remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132 Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two plus two seven eight four seven eight six Three one three two. Once again, let's welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal, Asman and Company, and let's welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaa. Ustad, let's go move on to the next question. It uh, brings uh, back memories. I know Ustad maybe will tell us one or two stories of this. There's a brother from Newcastle. He says, um, "I am a revered brother from Newcastle. I live in Paradise Flats." What part of the wife's body is the husband not allowed to see? I'm a river brother, Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Jazakallah khairan to our brother, Rivad brother from Newcastle. Before I go on with that, just one thing I forgot to say about that Asi and Khomeini and all these kuffar put together. Every book reference I gave you is written by Khomeini. 
Tawdihul Masail written by him. Zubdatul Ahkam written by him. And remember Kashful Asrar written by him. Another one, write down Tahrirul Wasila. In Tahrirul Wasila, Khomeini, the Pakka Kafir, La Anahumullah states this. Can you believe any normal person talks such nonsense? He says if a person commits bestiality, a person sleeps and he commits what, you know, a camel or a sheep or whatever and so forth and so on. So that is permissible. That is what he wrote in Tahrirul Wasila. And then he says that better is to burn the animal after you have fulfilled your lust and desires. And if you don't want to burn it, then you don't sell it in that town. You sell it there in another town. I sent all that out today to all the groups and my telegram account and so forth. You want to tell me people like this Asi and Khomeini are Muslim, that your sons and daughters will start committing bestiality. Have you got no shame? And you want to meet such people. So you must remember, you go meet them and you agree with them, you murtad straight out of the fall of Islam. So, and their names are all there. Whose names are there who are pro-Shia, sympathizers of Shia and so forth. So all these books here, go read it and then tell me if we quoted wrong. You must remember that Shias are pakka kafirs, 100% kufar. Sheikhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, used to say, go open fatawa of Sheikhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah, whom ashaddu ala al-Muslimin min al-Yahud wa nasara They are worse than the Jews and Christians. And it's the truth. You must remember that. So don't come with any fairy tale stories here. I never quoted one book written by our ulama. I'm quoting all Khomeini's books there. So we must be clear on this issue. You, my brother, mashallah, you embrace Islam, you're already living in paradise. Mashallah. <laughs> so that's a good sign. I know paradise. I was mm. there 20 years, 81 January to 2001 January, 20 wonderful years, Newcastle. Sometimes we think of it, but now there's not so much, but sometimes. But nevertheless, you must remember that. So my brother, that you and your wife, write down all this here. I hope your wife also is listening. You both of you must read Surah 25. This paradise, then this Lenexton and all like that. Where Darulubi is Lenexton. So then the town area and so. So those of you who know Newcastle. So anyway, you and your wife, you must read Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurrata a'yun. That Ya Allah grant us as spouses for the male, the wife, and for the lady, the husband. Grant us as spouses, grant us as progeny and children. That the coolness of the eyes. And wajalna lil muttaqina imama. Then make us the pious people, and for that the imam for the pious people. So to Surah 25, verse 74. The 19 Jews, the 19 Supara, first quarter where it ends. There are many students there in Darlum. If you don't know then you just ask them they'll show you second one you brother you're a new muslim and you revert maybe your wife i don't know but she's muslima mashallah both of you should read abundantly daily ya wadudu ya wadudu ya wadud allah is the creator of love Sometimes husband wife think only the bodies must meet. No, not only body must meet, brother. The bodies must meet and the hearts have to meet. When the hearts meet, then there's unity of thought. When there's unity of thought, then whether you're in the plane, then the turbulence will not impact on you negatively. We're in the boat, in the ship, then the waves will not impact on you. Oh, you in South Africa, then the potholes, 25 million potholes we got here. The next minister, another Mufatia, they will get. And make him Mr. Pothole Minister. We got Mr. <laughs> Electricity Minister and the load shedding is getting bad to worse. So you see all these Mufatiyas got together, you must remember that. So you must do that. Brother, to answer your question between husband and wife, remember there's no parada. You can see every part of your wife and your wife can see every part of you. But Islam teaches us haya, shame and modesty. It don't mean that you start running around in your house totally naked and she's running around there in the passage bedroom without clothes and all that no when a husband wife you want to fulfill the conjugal relationship then you must use a sheet use a blanket and so forth don't behave like donkeys the mm. word used in the hadith in ibn majah and that is donkeys so islam teaches us haya that's an integral part of islam 
inna likulli deenin khuluqa wa khuluqul islam al-haya every religion has got a unique feature and characteristic the unique feature and characteristic of islam is shame modesty morality the hadith is mentioned by Imam Malik rahimahullah in his time Imam Malik so that's your answer brother Ustad, listen to this one Ustad. when taking a ghusl does one have to make wudu again to perform salah since wudu is already made at the beginning of ghusl? He says, Farad ghusl ustad. Remember when you buy a cow, so the milk came with the cow. So when you made ghusl, so already the wudu is done. As you mentioned that in the starting, so after the ghusl, after 15 minutes, half an hour, one hour, so now is salat time. And your wudu did not break. You didn't go to the bathroom, toilet, you didn't, no wind came out, nothing. So then for you, you just go and perform the salat with that wudu. If you're going to make another wudu, then it's sinful for you. Why? Because now you're wasting water. Kulu wa shrabu wa la tusrifu. Eat and drink and don't waste. That is also tabzir. Innal mubazirina kanu ikhwana shayateen. So remember people who squander money, squander wealth, squander water, all that, they become brothers of shaitan. You know some places water is a scarce commodity. Next one, you should understand this and understand it properly. Don't make all gold mold and mix up. Number one is this, you took a bath, you got huzu, and then you went to read two rakat salat, salatul duha, salatul ishraq, you read salatul zuhur, whatever it is. And the day after, you take example, you read salatul duha, now 11 o'clock, 11.30, whatever. Then one o'clock is over time. Now you say, let me go make wuzu again. But you got wuzu. But with your first wuzu, you did something for which wuzu is compulsory. You can't read salat without wuzu. So therefore, now if you make wuzu, so wuzu, alal wuzu. But with the first wuzu, you did something for which wuzu was compulsory, a prerequisite, a condition. Now you make wuzu, man tawadda alal wuzu, i kutiba lahu asharu hasanat. Then the second wuzu, you will get ten rewards, hadith in Tabarani and so forth. So then it's permissible because you did something with the first wuzu for which wuzu is compulsory. So understand how the masail and fatwas work, brother. Who said, can I give zakat to my father-in-law? Remember, the father-in-law, if you ask Masla, can you give? So we their conditions. He must be a Muslim. He must be poor. Where are his sons? Why they not supporting him? When we go to your father-in-law's house, we see cell phones there. We see TVs there. We see internet there. We see Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood subscriptions all there. So in those cases, you can give him zakat then. People today want to lead a life of luxury and collect zakat. It's haram then, not permissible then. The person must be totally down and out. Then or you get our Molvis also because they want to collect also. So you must remember some of them got two houses or two cars and two cell phones and TV and everything. But they'll tell you we're in debt 100,000, 200,000. So who told you to live like the kings and the Jones and all that? So all these kind of Mufatiyas, not Molvis and not Muftis, it's Mufatiyas this. Iqbal said, Pellete Mufti Masail ke batane wale. You know, Allah Iqbal, he said this. So before the true muftis, they used to teach that people must last. And nowadays, you got muftis. we don't see all, obviously, but some, and we know them also. So some of them are busy making halala. You know, understood? It's bliss of marriage. Today, today, mm-hmm. one per lady sent me. She said that mufti, and she took the name also. You must remember that and so forth. He said that he told the lady that meet me in this this hotel and so forth and then I will sleep with you. We'll make the nikah and so forth. Have a one night stand and then next morning I'll give you talak and so forth. How many nikahs, so-called nikahs he made? Allah's curse is on him and all the women who slept with him. Mm-hmm. And you're not halal for your first husband. You 
must understand that they just show you one book there and all that it means nothing all that kind there's clear hadith in Tirmidhi remember the fatwa is on Imam Shafi Imam Malik Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal and on Imam Abu Yusuf Imam Muhammad's verdict that the nikah is null and void and you're not halal for your first husband so some muftiyas or muftu called muftis are making halala every week every night and all that so this type of thing we're going to name them and shame them remember that that, that we will do you can't be playing with women's izzat and honor and so forth and you can lose your iman or doing all this nonsense second one you must remember that people zakat i'm telling you the amount of senzef and all of them you go ask senzef that are shias muslim or not they will tell you they're muslim they are big big molvi i ask them so therefore we say you can't give them zakat all these organizations remember who are not prepared one day i made a whole list and i sent it out all these organizations who say that she did can't we, we can't say shias are a non-muslim so for you to give them zakat is not permissible why <laughs> they will end up giving your zakat to the shia you see the ramifications you see the consequences these people Khomeini says you can sleep with the donkey with the camel with the goat and sheep and all that so he writes in ta- and you want to come tell me the muslim so you must remember this type of things so i'm telling you clearly that you can't give this kind of people zakat and so forth and so on so we must be very clear on all these type of issues islam is not some pick and choose and some you know supermarket Islam is a complete deen. We must fit into the deen. Not the deen must come fit into our desires and whims and fancies. So all these organizations, all these newspapers running around, they're in Durban, they're in Cape Town, wherever, Johannesburg or wherever, that are not prepared to say she has a kufar for you to give them zakat and contribution, lilla, and it's not permissible, remember. We don't have to carry favor with anybody. Tomorrow you will be questioned by Allah. You were told and yet you didn't listen. <laughs> so what will you say then? Sing properly. Ustad is a student of Deen, 21 years old, and uh, she's nine months uh, pregnant. Uh, she says, Muftisab, what do I do with my mother-in-law? Did Muftisab ever, ever reprimand your marhum mother-in-law? Student of Deen, I cannot handle her anymore. Ustad. So when you got, this is what beats me. One side you'll say, student of Deen. And other side, you must remember, now you are in your last stages. So that is occasion of happiness and so forth. So when the proposal came, why didn't you make the condition with your Mulana, with your mm. Imam Sab, whatever you want to call, that you must live separate. You're not going to live, and Islamically, you are entitled to that. You must remember that. So you must make it the condition even now after you give birth. You're going to go for confinement there, most probably by your mother and them. You must tell your husband, you will come back when he gives you a separate house. It doesn't have to be his own house. He can be renting it. It can be flat. It can be outbuilding, whatever. So you're entitled to that Islamically. Remember that. So the problem is not so much your mother-in-law. The problem is your husband. Remember Mm -hmm. that. And it's your also being naive in this type of things that why did you agree all these things in the start? They said, no, no, bo haru, bo haru, bo haru che, kem che, haru che, under the arm che. So this type of things, yeah. And then you say, no, I'll stay with my mother-in-law and the, then all this. Anyway, sister, to brighten your day up, mm-hmm. you and your husband keep on reading chapter 37, verse 100. Rabbi habli minas salihin. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us pious offspring. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wassalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, empowering the Ummah.